Hello, everybody. My name is Dietrich Wingpole, and welcome to the Good Steward Podcast. You see the title, How God Prepares Christian Men for Marriage. You see, there are a few spaces or opportunities where single Christian men talk about preparing for marriage. So here in the Good Steward Podcast, I want to share insights on how God prepares and positions men for marriage. Our focus scripture for today is Genesis chapter 2. Now, before we dive into scripture, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for this very opportunity as we gather today. It is our greatest desire to grow in spirit and in truth. And how do we do that? It's by reading your word. I'm asking, O Lord, that you humble us, you humble our hearts and minds, O Lord, as we desire Um, to learn how you prepare and position single men for marriage. And we say this in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, amen. So yes, our focus scripture, as I mentioned before, is Genesis chapter 2. Now, in the beginning of Genesis chapter 2, we learn that the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, has finished creating the heavens and the earth. Now, if we were to read from verse 4 and onward, notice that there's a slight change to God's title. In other words, if you were to read Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, God's title was God. (laughs) Now, in verse 4, starting from verse 4 and onward, God refers himself as Lord God, Lord God. Let's read verse four together. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Let's take a moment and pause. So the Hebrew translation of God is Elohim, Elohim, which means creator. It also describes that God is almighty and powerful. Now, the Hebrew translation of Lord is Yahweh, Yahweh, which means that there's an established covenantal relationship between God and humanity. In other words, the Lord God establishes one, a relationship, and two, along with the relationship, there is a covenant a promise. We know that the Lord God we serve is a promise-keeping God, but to receive the blessing, to receive the promise, a condition must be met. As men of God, we need to recognize who the Lord God is. Yes, believing Jesus Christ as God is one thing, but the real question is, Is Jesus Lord in your life? You see, when we do not accept as Jesus as Lord over our lives, we end up taking matters of our own hands. We end up making decisions without talking to him. And therefore, we are susceptible to self-sufficiency. See, one of the most dangerous behaviors that a man can act upon is self-sufficiency. 
You see, we're sort of grown or raised to carry the world by our shoulders, to carry the brunt of the load by our shoulders. And I can tell you from personal experiences, it's only so much you can do. It's only so much you can do. And it is tremendously difficult and depleting and draining and overwhelming to do that. I think there should be a mindset shift of how men relate to the Lord God. You see, if we were to put aside our self-sufficiency and recognize that the Lord is always dependable, always trustworthy, always make a way when there's no way, then we can fully depend on the Lord in the decisions we make. You see, my encouragement to you is to put off your self-sufficiency and depend on the Lord. In my humble opinion, one of the most manly things that you can do is to depend on the Lord. It is time to be needy and clingy on the Lord because he, for one, has given you breath in your lungs. He has given you life. He is a provider. And I want us to get into that mindset that as men, the world tell us to, yo, go get it, go get it, go get it, go grind for it, go work for it. Yes, that is important. But it's like, who are we truly doing it for in the name of legacy? Or are we doing it for the name of the Lord? And even as we navigate this life, we have to be totally dependent on him in the decisions that we make. Now, I'm moving on to point number two. You know that the Lord God prepares you to find a wife when he gives you the responsibility to govern the earth under his lordship. Ephesians 2 chapter, uh, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, we are more than just a production or uh, just the product of his creation. See, the Lord God has given us gifts, talents, and skill sets to govern the earth under his sovereignty, under his lordship. And here's the beautiful thing. When we operate in the skill sets, gifts, and talents that the Lord has given us, he positions us in environments where we prosper. So what do I mean by that? Let's continue reading. So we're at this point of Genesis chapter 2, verses 10 to 14. And look at the environment of where God places Adam. So a river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Fishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromic, ricin, and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It went through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Look at what we just read right there. 
the Lord God put Adam in the Garden of Eden where there are four, four headwaters surrounded it. Do you understand the significance of this? This means that no parts of Eden lacked access to water for plants and other living beings. See, the Lord God positions Adam in an environment where he thrives. And here's another beautiful thing. Adam also has access to eat any tree from the garden except the tree of knowledge of, between, of good and evil to literally enjoy the fruits of his labor. Man of God, we must understand that the Lord God establishes purpose, a plan in our lives. When we seek his will for our lives and walk in purpose, the Lord God places us in an, an environment where we can thrive and our skill sets and work can impact others for his glory. Now I'm moving on to key point number three. As we are reading Genesis 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So key point number three, the Lord God will reveal to you that you will find a wife. See, as we read on Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord declares that it's no good for a man to be alone and I'll make a helper suitable for him. Now, a helpmate is someone who complements your skill sets and your purpose. See, God's intended design for a helpmate is not only for companionship, but uh, men of God, your wife is designed to enhance you. This is why it's very important as single men that we must continue to focus our relationship with the Lord God and his purpose for our lives. You see, there's nothing to enhance when we do not have these in order. Focus, man of God. Continue to wait on the Lord. Now, in the waiting, now this is where the Lord God reveals. <laughs> he reveals. So, when the Lord God said, I will make a helper suitable for Adam, notice as we read on after verse 18, he did not create Eve immediately. Adam was still assigned to name all of the wild animals and birds and still care for the Garden of Eden until one day the Lord God put Adam to a deep sleep in verse 21. Here is a very shocking revelation. See, the Hebrew translation of deep sleep is Ta-demah, ta which means a deep supernatural sleep. Supernatural. So hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment and backtrack just a little bit of what we've learned. So we mentioned that the Lord God establishes his title to man in Genesis 2. The Lord God declared that it is no good for man to be alone and he will make a helper suitable for Adam. 
could this be? Check this out. When God put Adam in a deep sleep, ta derma, right? Could this mean, mean that the Lord God spoke to Adam on his purpose of finding or having a super suitable helper? <laughs> could that mean that while Adam was sleeping, God spoke to Adam that I will give you a suitable helper? <laughs> and the answer is yes. The Lord God will reveal to you that it is time to have a suitable helper, just like he did to Adam. Adam was in a deep sleep, yet he heard the voice of the Lord God. Because Adam is in a covenant, covenantal relationship with the Lord God, the Lord God revealed his promises to Adam. You know it is time to find your wife when the Lord reveals his promise that you indeed, that he'll give you, he give you signs that you will have a wife. <laughs> so men of God, continue to make God as the Lord in your life. Obey his commandments. Focus on the purpose he has for you. The day will come. Just like Adam waited, the Lord God declared that it is no good for man to be alone. He did not immediately create Eve. So Adam just continued to work, continued to operate in the purpose and the will that the Lord God had in his life. And before you know it, God will put us in a deep sleep as we're working, as we're operating in our purpose. <laughs> and he reveals, he gives us revelation. He speaks to us that it is time. So remain patient, men of God, and wait on the Lord.